Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. Our first story is entitled, Something Came Down the Chimney. The new apartment had a chimney, and I was excited to have a fire. I made a fire and enjoyed its warmth. I used dryer lint and cardboard to start it and burned the old wooden chair that had broken when I moved. The flames began to die down, and I left the glass screen open to get more heat from the coals. I fell asleep, watching the embers. Late in the night, I woke up. I had heard a strange and scary noise. I sat up on the futon and looked around in the darkness. Then I heard it again, a scratching and wheezing sound from the fireplace. I got up and found the light switch and it wouldn't turn on. Instead, it flickered a few times and then winked out, leaving me in the dark. I got a flashlight out from my boxes after feeling around for it. While I rummaged through my own stuff, I heard the noise again. I felt a chill and all my hair stood up. I was shaking with fear as I turned on the flashlight. I shone the light on the open darkness of the fireplace. It had cooled and the cold air was coming from it. I went to it slowly to close it. Suddenly, I jumped away in fright. Huge and scary spider legs curled around the bricks as something was coming down the chimney. Its eyes were on stalks and appeared shimmering like black glass. It had an arrangement of multiple mouths with protruding teeth that unfurled and gaped as drooling maws. Tendrils with suction cups reached for me. I screamed in panic and threw the only thing in my hands at it. It took the flashlight I had thrown and shoot it into crumbs. I kicked shut the glass shutters on the fireplace. Then I pushed a futon against it. I heard it scratching and tearing at the futon. I tried to call the police, but my phone wasn't plugged in yet. Then I heard it going back up the chimney. I looked out my back window and saw it racing away across the rooftops of the other apartment buildings. I noticed all of the other chimneys had smoke coming from them. Their fires had kept the creature from coming down their chimneys. From then on, I always kept the fire going. The next story is titled, The Demon in the Dark. We all know it, that demon in the dark. When you're the last person downstairs, you have to race upstairs to your bedroom after you turn off the lights. If you don't, you're a goner. It's outside as well. When you're walking alone outside, it's out there, waiting in the darkness. When you reach your front door, it's just behind you, breathing close enough to tickle your ear. When you turn around, it's gone, because it's still behind you, in the darkness of your house. The moment you turn back towards your house, it's back again. It's behind you when you're inside. 
It stares in through your windows as you sit on your computer late at night. It's creepy, glowing red eyes watching you, but vanishing once you look its way. I had a friend once who saw the demon. He was running up the stairs trying to reach his room before it got him. Likely, it was gaining on him because he reached behind himself and grabbed it, spinning to see its face. He now sits in the middle of a room in a mental hospital, insisting the light stays on at all times, whispering in a hoarse voice, It's coming for me. It's coming for me. It's coming for you. He repeats this over and over again, like a mantra. If the light ever goes out for any reason, he screams, screams, and screams, and screams, raw and piercing. Some doctors got the story out of him and told me, due to my being his best friend. One day, I thought that seeing his face wouldn't be so bad. Maybe my friend had seen something else. So one day I tried to see the demon's face. The demon saw it coming, expecting it even. But I tried every day until one day I turned my head backward slightly, then moved it back immediately, and I stared into its face. Pure red glowing eyes, no white, no black, just glowing red, elongated teeth, upwards of eight inches, long and filed into points, a fearsome monstrous body looking like that of a tall muscular man, but quickly morphing into an amalgamation of shapes, too terrifying to describe. Its face haunts me. Creepy head stretched to obscene proportions. An indescribable face wrought with anger. I will speak no more of its appearance. Now I'm sitting in a brightly lit room at the center of my home with no windows and door locked from the inside. It can't enter the light. I type this on my laptop, preparing to call the ambulance after this. I want to be with my friend in the middle of that brightly lit room, repeating the mantra. I offer you just one piece of advice. If you want to see its face, restrain yourself. No matter what, don't turn, just run. Once you see the face of the demon in the dark, everything will change. You'll never be the same. The next story is titled, Mermaid Tale. The fisherman sat on the edge of the small fishing boat, staring out at the endless expanse of the ocean. The sun was setting on the horizon, casting a warm glow over the water. It had been a long day of fishing, and the fisherman was tired and ready to head back to shore. As he prepared to gather up his gear and head home, he noticed a movement in the water nearby. At first, he thought it was just a school of fish, but as he watched, 
the movement became more distinct and seemed to take on a human-like form. Suddenly, a mermaid emerged from the depths, her long flowing hair and shimmering tail glistening in the fading light. She was a stunning creature with bright green eyes and skin that seemed to glow with an otherworldly radiance. The fisherman was mesmerized by the mermaid's beauty and he found himself unable to look away. She seemed to be beckoning to him, inviting him to come closer. Without thinking, the fisherman stood up and stepped towards the edge of the boat, reaching out towards the mermaid. But as he did, she lunged forward and grabbed him, pulling him into the water with a powerful splash. The fisherman struggled against the mermaid's grip, but it was no use. She was too strong, and he was powerless to resist. She dragged him down into the depths of the ocean, her laughter echoing in his ears as he was swallowed up by the darkness. As the fisherman was dragged deeper and deeper into the depths, he realized with horror that he was being taken to the mermaid's lair. He had heard stories of mermaids luring men to their underwater homes, never to be seen again. He knew that he was doomed, and he prayed for a quick death as the mermaid dragged him into the darkness. But death did not come, and instead the fisherman found himself locked in a watery prison, forced to live out the rest of his days as the mermaid's captive. He never returned to the surface again, and his fate was forever shrouded in mystery. Some say that he still haunts the depths of the ocean, forever trapped in the mermaid's lair, a victim of her dark and twisted desires. The next story is entitled, Don't Close the Door. I'm coming, Grandma shouted from inside the house after I knocked on her door. I heard as she turned the keys in the door. She opened it and smiled when she saw me. Oh, it's nice to see you, darling. What a great surprise. I didn't expect you here. Did your mom let you walk here alone? Yep, I said while I went inside. Grandma shut the door, then wanted to close it with the keys, but I interrupted her. Don't close it, please. Why? We'll have a visitor soon. I met your friend while I was walking here, I said. My friend? Please tell me everything. So I began explaining to her what had happened when I met her friend. I began describing the man. He had brown hair and a beard and had sunglasses. He looked poor and had old, dirty clothes. Hey, what's your name? He asked. Constance. What a beautiful name, he smiled. How old are you? And what are you doing here? I'm nine, and I'm going to see my grandma. Who's your grandma? She's called Mary. Is she rich? I was surprised by that question. I don't know, I said. She has a few gold necklaces and a wedding ring. So she lives with your grandpa? No. Grandpa died before I was born. She lives alone. 
Oh, he looked surprised. So you're the granddaughter of that Grandma Mary. I know her. I'm her friend. May I visit you later today? You're her friend? I asked. Of course. I know her since I was a kid. Damn, I'm stupid. I forgot where she lives. In that green house near the bridge. I pointed there. Oh, okay. Then please tell her don't close the front door, because I'll visit her today. As I finished telling the story, Grandma looked shocked. I didn't understand why. Maybe she didn't like her friend. Darling, don't talk to strangers again, she shouted. But why are you angry, Grandma? Isn't the guy your friend? He probably wants to steal from us. That's why he asked about my jewelry. As she grabbed the key again to close the door, someone knocked on it. And without a response from Grandma, he opened the door. It was the same guy, but he had a knife in his right hand. Constance, Mary, he said with a smile. It's so good to see you. Our final story is entitled, The Icy Embrace of the Ocean. The ocean at night was always a scary place, but on a stormy night, it was downright terrifying. I had been out on the water for hours, trying to outrun the approaching storm, but it seemed to be gaining on me no matter how fast I sailed. As the winds picked up and the waves grew higher, I knew I was in trouble. I tried to radio for help, but the static was so loud that I couldn't even hear myself speak. Just when I thought that things couldn't get any worse, I saw it. A shadow moving beneath the surface of the water, getting closer and closer to my boat. I couldn't make out what it was, but I knew that it was something huge and terrifying. I frantically tried to start the engine and make a run for it, but it was too late. The shadow emerged from the depths, a massive creature with tentacles writhing in the air. I could see the rows of sharp teeth glinting in the lightning as it lunged towards me. I screamed and tried to fight back, but it was no use. The creature was too powerful and I was being dragged under the water, never to be seen again. As I plummeted into the darkness, I knew that this was the end. The ocean at night had claimed yet another victim and I would be forever lost in its icy embrace. After reading this story and then also the other story about the mermaid who attacked the fisherman and brought him to the depths of the ocean to her mermaid lair, it's making me think that perhaps I should do an entire podcast episode on the topic of the ocean and the different lore surrounding the ocean because I don't know about you, I, I love to swim, but I'm not super fond of the ocean. Like I'll, I'll stand in the more shallow parts of the water, but if I can't see my feet, I'm, I don't want to be in that water. I don't want to be anywhere near, you know, an ocean. I'm just not, you know, adapted to that environment. And so I feel very vulnerable. And I know a lot of people also feel very vulnerable with the ocean. 
Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon. If you have your own scary story, or a strange encounter, or anything else that falls under the umbrella of mysterious, or chilling, or spooky, you can type it out, and please send it to grimandwhim at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-M-A-N-D-W-H-I-M at gmail.com.